The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, the only podcast that seven out of nine dentists approve of. My name's Jason. That's Kevin. He's up in Canada. Speaking of Canada, Kevin, I found a new reason this week that I will never ever go to Canada. You guys have crazy people up there. I knew that because I watch a lot of true crime. Hold on. So you you have no crazy people in the United States of America, which I will remind you contains the state of Florida. Listen, I'm already okay. here. That's the thing. I don't have to come here. I'm not, like I'm not making an extra effort to be in America. You know, so um, I watched this movie by Kevin Smith called Tusk. Have you heard of the thing? Uh, I've heard of it, uh, but I have not seen it. Uh, oh. But I'm aware of the basic premise where he like turns uh, um, that one guy, Jason Long, the I'm a PC. Um, Justin Long. Justin Long. Uh, or no, he might be the Mac because I think John Hodge. Yeah, 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 PC. yeah. So John Anyways, Hodge is, he... is, yeah. Man, that is so long ago. That, that's a that's a callback right there, man. My and God. it's a Wilco connection because John Hodgman does the comedy yeah. bit for all the solid sounds. Yeah. Uh, for for those who think we're off topic, we're never off topic. <laughs> um, now I will say though that the and he turns the uh, Justin Long into a some sort of a tusked creature, uh, a uh, walrus. A walrus. Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to say seal. I'm like seals don't have tusks. Now you have to understand, Jason. That is a work of fiction by an American. Inspired by a true story. It says. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, it says it's being in the movie. Inspired by a true story. So, uh, so it, you, I was going to ask you if you knew what the towns were that they were talking about. Uh, is there a town called Bifrost up there? Uh, uh, Bifrost? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure that's like the... Uh, how um, Thor, Thor travels. Yeah, that, is, that is how Thor yeah. travels, but that's also the name of the town that this, this all takes place in. Apparently, that movie takes place in Manitoba. I'm just reading about it right now. That, well, yeah, that it made me think of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. So, I, 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 this is based on a true story. I really wish you would have known more about the, um, the backstory because that is fascinating to me i need to search i was going to search for it but i kind of want to talk to you before i did that just for the so i can get your my initial uh information from an actual canadian are you uh, reading so up Bifrost, right? manitoba is a real place apparently oh. uh, which does make sense there is a, a large scandinavian and, and icelandic population out here um so that checks there uh but you know um Here's the thing, though, Jason. Yeah. As, as as everyone knows, nothing bad has ever happened in Canada. You got you know what, man? That's not true because um, I know I was, I was being a little sarcastic. Yeah. Terrible things have happened in Canada. You know how like we have uh, you say you mentioned a little bit ago the in Florida there's it's crazy people everywhere. Well, yeah. that's that's probably true, but it's probably they're not probably not more than anywhere else. The difference is that in Florida. They have a law to where everything, every law, everything, every crime that's committed is published. So every law is known about. I mean, every infraction is known about. So, hmm. and you guys apparently have that up there too, um, because I watched this YouTube channel. Um, I'm very into it. It's called That Chapter, and they um, 
they just go through true crime stories, and it's it, they just do it in a really interesting way. But they were talking about it, and I guess there's the, it's called uh, the sunlight rules or sunlight sunlight laws, to where all the crimes are pu- uh, published somewhere, so it's easy access for journalists to get to them. That's how it seems like there's so many crazy people in Canada and Florida are the two places that they go to the most. But how come? So Canada, Alberta, Florida, Alberta, rough. Canada is oh, Alberta. Oh, well, that's like one part of Canada. Yeah. But uh, you don't hear you don't hear about Alberta man, but you do hear about Florida man. Yeah. Now, Jason. Yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you this, and this is maybe the, the the right time. Okay. Remember a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, where I was describing to you Canadian New Year's. Um. Yes. I made that up. I got you. I got you, and I got all the listeners. <laughs> that's not really a got me. I mean, like... Uh, I got you guys good. That's not really a got anybody, because uh, how was I to know any different? Like, it's like, okay, you're just... Well, you're, you're tell, you guys tell, went around all week, all couple of months. I don't know how long it's been. I don't know how time works anymore. And talking, telling telling your friends and family about Canadian New Year's? Literally forgot about it until just now. You so. got tricked by a trickster Canadian. No. Kev, let's talk about the song tonight because it's a good one. It's it a is good, a good it's one. It's a good song, and we have. A, I have. I, I uh, taped or taped. My God, could you imagine if I was taping for the podcast? I uh, recorded the live version for us, a clip of the live version for us to listen to, uh, because I think this song. One of the things that makes it so great is the live version. It's a great song to begin with. It, it's it's likely going to make my my list for the last episode, um, but the live version makes the song all that much more special but the live version couldn't be so great without the album version so it's it's uh it's a it's a real cool song in that way like there's two versions but each version needs the other version to be as good as it is yeah i i have it in my notes here that uh i think the modern day live version is far superior to the studio version that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the studio version the studio version is totally fine Mm -hmm. but when you hear the live version it's, you know, it is what live music can be. It's that potential of what live music can be, right? It's, it's, it's something special. And, and no recorded music could ever, ever compete with the feeling that that gives you when you hear, you know, the band just, you know, when, when it all comes together and, and um, some of those, yeah. It, it's, I, I can't, even, I don't even know how to describe it because well, it's that special. The, live version like that version wouldn't work on a record because it, it, it's a c- cacophony of noise at one point um and uh that version on a record would just be super annoying and, and nobody would like it but the recorded version is just like the straight song and then they just show yeah like you said like they show w- what the pinnacle of taking a song live and just doing something st- different with it is and I that's what that's what this song is. I, I did we say it's via Chicago or did we it, it is t- via Chicago? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. You'd think by by a hundred and what are we 180 episodes? 179. This, 179. We we know <laughs> introduced the name of the song. Um, I, and I, agree, I agree with you and I know what you're saying, but I will say this though the kicking television live version, which is is more or less the modern version, it's, it's got everyone in it. It is shoot 17 years old now at this point. Um, but it is fairly representative of what you'd see if you saw the band play the song tonight. Um, and that version on King Television still slaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
Do you have any opinions about the song, or should we just get going with it, man? Let's just get into it. Let's listen to it, and then let's chat about it. All righty. Uh, go to abcwoke.com. Find all the ways to support the show. Well, let's just jump into the song. This is the this is the live real. I meant the live the the album version of the song. Not the first person. Now the album version has some things I like, including the banjo here. Um, or the banjo that's about to come up that uh, clearly has some like chorus or rotary effect on it. Um, played by Mr. J. Bennett. You know, you know what? I until prepping for this episode, I mean, I guess I did know, but I didn't. It didn't occur to me. Um, John's bass in the song is is awesome. Like I love his bass line throughout this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well, and you need a, a bass line like that because what I love about this song is it is three chords. The whole song, they might add on a few extra notes to some of the C chords eventually, but it's C, G, and F the whole way through, which are, are very like basic campfire chord songs. If you play guitar for a, a couple weeks, you can learn how to play this song. Yeah, but it, it's it's a testament to the band's musical intuitions that this song is incredible as it is and they do it with with only three chords you don't need anything more than three chords right yeah man but like uh they i feel like that's a wilco trope you know like i feel like a lot of their songs are like even the verse and the chorus are down to the verse and the chorus are the same it just yeah. like um misunderstood is is i'm trying to break chords. your heart i think it's yeah. i think it's three chords, three chords. yeah yeah, yeah they I, have I feel a, like it's a wilco thing like they they do that a lot yeah, I especially mean, well. in, in mid-90s, early 2000s, where it would the chorus and verse would be, would be the same chords across the whole song. Um, yeah, the banter there just sounds yeah, really cool, drenched in What is that? Is that like a dissonance pedal, or is that, is that what that's called? Uh, for the banter or for the guitar? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I think it to me it sounds like rotary, like a speaker rotary, moving. That's a the cab. word I'm looking for. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I don't know if it actually is because you can get that effect with a pedal too. I like uh, Jeff's vocals layered here. Yeah, like five of them singing right there. Yeah, kind of gives that otherworldly feel. And the that sound there is very. Um, uh, like a shot in the arm too, like kind of reminiscent of the album. Summer Keith record. Something that I always think is cool about the song for me personally is um, it, it was like a sleeper uh, hit for me, man, because I I just one day realized, oh wow, this is one of my favorite Wilco songs. Without even thinking, it, it, it just occurred to me one day. I was like, wow, I listen to this one a lot. Like I love this song. Yeah, I don't remember ever being, like, when I, you're discovering the band, getting, like, obsessed with this song like I did with, like, Misunderstood and I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. But it is, like, it's probably a top ten Wilco song for a lot of people, and, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah, sure. And it's kind of, um, does feel a little bit of, like, a first 38 came up to the Fox Run a lot of ways. Um... It's a little bit folkier at its core, like the Yankee Little Foxtrot songs are, and then some of the feedback and the noise, I think, is more Yankee Little Foxtrot than Summer Keith. Yeah, 
Yeah, John's baseline here. I, I don't know how much attention I've ever paid to. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just uh, really, I don't know how I noticed it this time, but I just really noticed it. Boom, 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 boom. And that, that build up there going yeah. into the, the guitar bend. Oh, my God. Dude, like that section right there is the section of the live version that I pulled because that is I that is just like such a giant crescendo of a moment when they do that when they do their special thing live. Yeah. yeah. And it's very much like in Nels Klein's wheelhouse. Like if you're Nels Klein, think about joining this band, and you heard this song, you think, oh, think what I can do with this because this is sort of proto Nels type guitar style here. Yeah. And even like the drums, like uh, here you can sort of hear like Jeff directing the band to get to the point uh, that they needed to with um, Glenn. Oh, that voice break right there. Yeah. Gorgeous. Now, this might be my favorite part. So it's kind of Strawberry Fields, right? Where it's like two different takes cut yeah. together i like the, uh though strawberry fields does it very subtly where you don't really notice right and this is like super obvious and like this version of the song is so lo-fi um, yeah so what did they do there did they just tape a crappy little tiny like pocket amp from across the room or something to get that noise like, yeah i don't know because there's more than just the guitar there um but it sounds like it's a cassette demo or or something i don't know if they just like eq'd the song to sound like that or if it that actually definitely is sounded like, like it was a, mic'd like that like they were yeah. if they took the cassette demo and played it enough and then mic that like mic that that's what yeah. that could have sounded like but yeah yeah. That, yeah that is pretty cool yeah so uh i have a quote from mr jeff tweedy uh from vulture magazine uh so jeff was asked uh the song that sounds the most like your hometown hometown and jeff responded and said via chicago sounds like an obvious choice but that but there was an effect to try to recreate the sensation of walking under the l tracks uh basically trying to have a conversation with someone you're walking with and having to be completely destroyed or undermined by this brutal noise i don't think we did a good job of it actually i think we got better at it doing it live but that's that was the inspiration behind the that song is, is the, awesome the the train in chicago the the um at the l train the train that you see you know the iconic chicago train yeah the, the, yeah that is so awesome I, like i you know what as as you were saying that that just made so much sense because i've you know i've experienced that you know you walk in chicago and that thing, it goes overhead and it's, it does drown everything out for a minute and then as it goes away, the Doppler effect happens with the noise, and then everything goes back to normal. Just and like, just like the song. Let's just let's play the song live for everybody real fast. The section sure. I clipped well, out. That is way, this, what's this, on the same page. What's this clip from? Did you record it yourself, or is this? Uh... I recorded it off of a YouTube video, just like right before okay. we started recording the show. Oh, okay, it. okay. Yeah. So, and it's just like a minute and a half of the song, just to give you a flavor of what they do. So and this is song. modern day Wilco. Yeah, Nels was, Nels was in the video, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the harmony vocals here that you, because it's clearly either Jeff and John or Jeff and Pat. I need listen to his bass right there. Like that. Yeah, so and like like right, Glenn's symbols here. So if we're, if you don't understand what's going on right now, when you see them live, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Wilco live. Which means you likely seen the song before. 
Um, they, I, they just go crazy, right? But the thing yeah. is, the only person going crazy really is Glenn, and he's going nuts on the drones, but everybody else is playing just like they should, but they're not being thrown off by him, and somehow they all come right back back into it together, like perfectly at the same time. Oh, it's crazy to watch live. The first time I saw it, I thought my brain was going to melt. I was like, what's going on? What's Because your brain, it's like only like four measures, I'd say, right? Like, that they, that yeah. they go through it. And by the time your brain catches up, with like, okay, this is on purpose. All of a yeah, sudden, I remember it startling me, like being like, yeah. like yeah. what's going on? Is, is, is like, it's a, did an amp just explode? Like, what's this <laughs> noise? And then, and then you realize, oh no, like this is, um, which is, uh, um, you know, not very often do you go to a concert and like gasp, right? Yeah, that's true. The um, it's like a cool light show they put on too while they're doing it. Like it's it like yeah. just strobing all over the stage. Wilco's light game. I don't know if we've given this enough attention on the podcast, but their lights are fantastic. Yeah, they always do a great yeah. job with lights. One time I saw them travel. I mean, a tour with um, it was like a. A, a forced set. They had a whole set that was like yeah for the the um, Schmilko tour. They they yeah painted, yeah they had they the, had the leaves yeah. yeah totally. And the background moved, uh, and like that sounds changed. right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about, I don't I don't know what there is to say. It's just like in terms of of great, not great, but like like opening lyrics that like. Oh my God! Get your attention. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, uh, uh, I dreamed about killing you uh, again last night, um, and like that is just like, that's not. I'm I, I'm really bad um, for for getting song lyrics, but that's that's one of those lyrics that that'll you know keep with me if when I'm old and if I have dementia, like I'll still be able to. Um, recite that because that's a lyric. The first time you hear it, you remember that that for for the rest of your life. Yeah, that it, it, that's very. What is this song about, man? Do you know? Uh, well, supposedly I read in Daniel Cook Johnson's Wikipedia, uh, and he found the quote from somewhere that I guess supposedly uh, I dreamed about killing you again last night and it felt alright to me. It was like improvised in the studio. Um, but it, it it's interesting that. Um. Every everyone in Chicago loves this song, uh, and rightfully so. Like it, it says the name, and like I saw, I saw Death Cab for Cutie, uh, and they they play in the states, and they played the song, uh, "I Will Follow You Into the Dark," and that song says uh, Bangkok to Calgary, and there was like five people in the crowd who, when when Ben Gibbard yelled Cal- Calgary, were like whoa, and I'm like oh my god, calm down you. Again, Albertans, right? Um, uh, um, and so it's the same thing. If you see Wilco in Chicago play this song, w- Chicagoans love hearing via Chicago. Though, if you think about it, it's a song about passing through Chicago. I'm coming home via Chicago. So I'm coming home. I'm going through Chicago to get home. Uh, so Chicago itself is not the destination. No, no, it is. It, uh, did, did you like think about it? Think about what he's saying in the song. So he coming home via Chicago. So he considers her, who he's speaking to, home. Like she is his home, and he, to get to her, he has to go to Chicago. So he's going to, to Chicago. Chicago to get to her. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that way before. Uh, I was thinking about it much more literally, like you were just like traveling through Chicago to get to the real home, Milwaukee. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, that's a great way to, to look at it. There's so many lyrics uh, uh, um, that in this song, like, like it, again, like the best Jeff Tweedy lyrics aren't like the song itself tells a really obvious story. Maybe it does tell a story, but it's, it, it, you know, you got to read it a bunch of times to, to make sense of it. But what I like about Jeff's lyrics is there's like, you know, a couple lines here that really hit me in this. And then a couple lines and maybe the third verse that really hit me. And, you know, I was like the visual um, that I printed my name on the back of a leaf and watched it float away. Um, like to me, that sets this song in fall. Uh, I don't know. There's just the poetry in the song. Uh, rest my head on a pillowy star and a cracked door moon uh, says I haven't gone too far. Like there's a lot of lyrics in the song that are just some of Jeff's, some of Jeff's best poetry. For sure. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody, if you want to go to ABC, well, ABC Wilco.com, man, sometimes my tongue just gets way ahead of me and I just, it, it just slips on itself. Uh, go to ABC Wilco.com, find all the ways to support the show. The most important of which is by leaving a rating review on Apple podcasts. Or giving us a follow on Spotify. You can find Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me on Instagram at Hess's Best. I have a link in my info at the top there that gives you all of my other information. If you need to find that for my illustration purposes, you want to hire me or do any of that kind of stuff, there you go. Um, on the next episode, we're covering Viking Dan, which is going to be a, uh, I, per Kevin's request, a virgin eared Jason listen hmm. yeah you remember when you remember when you messed the list up and we had to change everything around for that mess up I don't, I don't remember you that. said if you haven't heard that yet don't listen to it so I didn't okay, I, okay. I, I you're, gonna, you're gonna have fun next episode's gonna be fun then. yeah I'm anxious to hear that um so next episode is Viking Dan until then a real thing it's gonna tear you apart <laughs>